Hey guys, and welcome to Life Chats with Levi and Nadia. Real conversations about real life issues. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody. Um, firstly, I'd just like to say thank you so much for tuning into the last podcast, downloading that and sharing that with your friends using social media and no doubt conversations. We've got so much feedback. We've had so much feedback from Life Chats with Levi and Nadia <laughs> and uh, the first edition. And so today we want to talk about questioning your faith, which is something that does come up for us as pastors of people who have faith. Mm, so such now, a good topic. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what would you like to say as an introductory kind of comment and then we can dive in? Um, I think that question, questioning your faith um, needs to be talked about a little bit more. Yeah. I feel like it can be quite taboo, yeah. you know, like in the Christian world, I guess. I, I mean, I know for me that whenever I've had moments where I'm questioning my faith, um, I've worried about talking to anyone about it yeah. with the fear of, um, I don't know, being judged or someone thinking I'm not on fire for God, because I think you can question your faith mm. whilst remaining on fire for for God, you yes, know, it's yes. like it's actually an important process to go through. And yeah. I think if we were more open about it, um, it would help a lot of people. Yeah, I think just as my sort of my opening thoughts, and then I'd like to you know, throw to you and ask you a few questions. Mm. One of the things that I think, <clears throat> one of the reasons why I think people are concerned about questioning their faith is because they've got this idea that their faith is really fragile. Yeah. It's yeah. like something that they can break. Yeah, totally. You know, and if I, if I have these thoughts. Yeah. You know, like there's a school of thought that says, if you think something, you are that thing. Yeah. And I, I think you are what you eat. I yeah. think you are, a, a thought creates a habit, a habit creates a lifestyle. Yeah. So you are your thoughts in that they can create a lifestyle. Yeah. But if you think one thing, yeah. oh my gosh, I feel like a lettuce. Yeah. I don't think you're a lettuce because you think that. Yeah. But I think you can build a lifestyle towards those thoughts. So people are like, oh, I doubt God. I doubt my faith. Yeah. I'm questioning whether he's real or what the Bible says is true. Yeah. And then it, it creates the people like they live in the shadows then. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. then now well, the unfortunate thing is the people I'm then engaging that conversation with are people who also live in the shadows. Right. So then it's like this negative thing. It's cynical. It's overly critical. I agree. Now I'm being frowned upon because I'm questioning my faith and because I'm having critical conversations. 100%. I think as well it can be viewed as a weakness. Yeah, right. You know, like I think in in general actually when it comes to faith and the world people having faith either in something or nothing, I feel as though if you aren't solid, like you don't have a full-on stand, that you're viewed as being weak, like weak-minded or just whatever um and so people feel the need to have some kind of absolute without realizing that you it's okay to be in a space where you're figuring things out where you're questioning um i think that faith without doubt is like a body without antibodies right you know yeah at the end of the day yeah makes you stronger antibodies make you stronger like i've got to be honest i you know come from I would say a fairly intellectual family. Okay, you're telling us you're smart. <sighs> telling you I'm smart. Yeah, um, that's true. But for me, for me, I have, I've, I guess I've been raised to ask questions. Yeah. Um, and I remember for a, for a large period of my Christian journey, I felt bad about that. But I've come to realise that actually, every time I doubted, I think it's okay to doubt as long as 
you run towards God in search of an answer instead of running away. Yes. So whenever I've doubted something, I've made it a goal not to all of a sudden live in some grey land lifestyle, because mm. I think people can do that. I mm. think as a Christian, you can start questioning, questioning your faith and then decide that you live in the grey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where it gets dangerous, because I feel like that's when you start running away from the true answer. But I think when you doubt something in your Christian faith and you run towards God, looking for the answer, looking to him, because God's bigger than doubt. Yeah. God's not afraid of doubt. He's real. So he knows the answer. He knows that you're going to find a good answer. Yeah. Um, So God's not afraid of our questioning. Yeah. And I found that every time I've run towards God in that doubt, it has strengthened my faith. Yeah. It hasn't made it weaker. Yeah. Um, And so I think, yeah, I think as in general, as believers, we should be more open to um, especially as leaders, when we have people come to us with yeah. doubts, yeah, yeah, we can't shun those people. I was just thinking about that, and one of the like, someone asked me the other day about regrets. Yeah, and I think regrets is another one of those words. It's like, can I have regrets? You know, like I'm not sure. Like, is, is that okay? <laughs> so Whatever. Things. Regardless, I do. So <laughs> if it's wrong, then I'll, I'll try and be fixed. I know. Yeah, yeah. You're like, can I have regrets? I have them, but I don't have them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so one of the regrets I have was as a young pastor raising up young people mm-hmm. and discipling young people and young leaders is like this is like really trivial but I would like make people feel bad for not liking coffee yes so I remember yeah. like Sam Smith and like Tom Foster yeah Tom I think still does especially if people had a mocker because I feel oh, like it, that's uh, Grayland well, well, this is you stealing my punchline oh sorry but which you know which you, you know you know what to do <laughs> this is it, true is, I am <laughs> is, 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 like Tom loves the mocker and Sam used to love the mocker yeah now Sam's an espresso beast but mm-hmm. espresso beast but you know, I'd always be like, oh, you know, do you want a coffee? Or, hey, you're just going to get a mocha. Yeah. You may feel bad for no reason. Yeah. And I think doubts like that. Yeah. You know, so people were like, you look at me, I'm an espresso savant. And if you're not at my level, then you at least need to try. And I and I just think that's such a bad, I just look back and I'm so cringeworthy at like some of those early <laughs> leadership days. Oh my gosh, same. I've got so many cringeworthy moments. And, and even like later leadership days, you know, but like yeah. you, you look and, and it's like you need, when you are dealing with people around their, their faith and they're asking questions, people can just go, okay, cool. I can see what I need to do to look good, to yeah. look like fine. Yeah. Yeah. How's your daily discipline? 100%. Absolutely. Devotions. I put on worship. Yeah. And you kind of go, great, as a pastor, you can go, great, that's good. I'll now help people that um, are struggling. But deep down, people that look like they've got everything under control can be having these questions like, is God real? Is the Bible true? What does it mean to be God-breathed? Mm. Um, what about parts that left out the Bible? Like people are telling this, and I'm, I was having these conversations with these people. It's like, how do we address that the Bible is in its totality breathed by God? And it's good for training and instructing and good for life. It's like this handbook. And he says that about his word. Yes. And how can we trust this and that? And then how can I look at creation and how do I deal with science? And how does that totally. debunk or back up religion? Yeah. And people don't want to have these chats. So then they've just got these private little spaces in their life where they're feeling like, oh, um, I've got to sort this out by myself. Yeah. And that's not our faith. We're not meant to do things alone. Oh, and it's such an unfortunate space that we've kind of slid into as Christian leaders is that we, you know, because at the end of the day, it's easier to pastor people who are just saying yes, yes, yes. 
But yes, people aren't people who have that solid foundation, really. Oh, that, sorry, I don't mean that because a lot of people are actually amazing people who are yes people. Yeah. But what I mean by that is that people who haven't tested their faith, people who haven't questioned, um, a lot of the time will find a moment where all of a sudden there's doubt that floods their heart and because they haven't exercised their ability to question, um, they end up just falling away yeah. or moving away from, from Christ, you know. And I don't think that that's God's desire. I think, like I said before, I think that no question is too hard for God. And um, I certainly feel the conviction as a Christian leader to be open to people's questions, not to feel insecure about people's questions. And if I don't know the answer, then to go away and actually do some research because um, people deserve that. Yeah. People deserve that. I think I think you're right. I think the whole questioning your faith falls into a few things. There's the doubt side of things. Um, there's the, the idea of an existence of God. Then there's the whole, you know, the crux of the Christian faith, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So there's actually a bunch of kind of different, I feel, avenues that people start to go down in search of the truth, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think C.S. Lewis, his whole journey is such an inspirational journey. Yeah. Um, and I think if you're listening to this podcast um, and you are questioning your faith, I think Mere Christianity is a really book, to say, a really good book. I was about to say, I thought you were saying, C.S. Lewis, if you're listening to this, you know, no. and I was going to be like, yo, he's... No, he's, he's, if, he's if you're a listener, gone, you know, I like, think if you're a listener... C.S. Lewis, if you're listening, rest in peace. You know, like, awesome. <laughs> I think if you're yeah, sorry, mere Christianity. Yeah, mere Christianity. I think that's a really amazing book for anyone who's doubting and he, or anyone who's questioning the existence of God. And I love how he goes into the whole idea of there being a um, a higher power purely because of the existence of a moral law. You know, no matter what culture or. Yeah, right. um, I don't know, time you're in, there's this existence of a moral law that transcends time and culture. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, if there is an existence of a transcending moral law, yeah. then there's got to be an existence of a maker of that transcending moral law. Something of a conscience that exists exactly. in all of us. Where did that come from? Yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, we all, and you can question what it looks like exactly, but we all kind of have that, you know, you shouldn't kill anybody, you shouldn't steal. There's a there's an existence of moral law. And that was actually what brought, um, you know, C.S. Lewis into the whole uh, kind of Christian world, I guess, alongside J.R. Tolkien, of mm-hmm, course. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord of the Rings, shout out in New Zealand, amazing. Um, landscape ever so I think there are I, I think there are lots of different areas um, where you start to question and I think the amazing thing is is that there are answers there are answers yeah to life's questions and we shouldn't be afraid to doubt we shouldn't be concerned about our questions because God can handle all of our questions I was thinking about <coughs> two, two avenues and you have talked about the intellectual side the doubt mm. Yeah, the questioning things like how does that work, and mm. um, and and what can happen is we can we can think we can overthink, and then this question comes up: why do good things, why do bad things happen to good people? Which can be a a meeting together point of me questioning things, being overly critical or trying to find the answers, which is fine. 
That's yeah. good. That's a good journey. Mm-hmm. Met with emotions. Yes. Because people question their faith in their brain, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Or when they go through hurt. So true. Grief, pain. Yeah. The loss of a loved one. The, the time I've questioned God the most, maybe in my whole life, was when Ryder, 10 years ago, when, when Ryder was in hospital. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, being operated on four major surgeries before he was one. You know, you and I saw him essentially not breathing multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Skin color changed. When that, when that, that deep gray purple, oh, the worst de- color in the like world, like a deathly color. Yeah. And you're there thinking, why him? Yeah. It should be me. I'd gladly trade my life for his, without hesitation. So then you hurt. You're going through grief and pain, trauma. Mm. Then you come out the other side. And you're like, where were you during this time, God? Why would you make this happen to me? And you ask those questions, and they can have. Whereas the intellectual can lack the passion, mm. but can you, it, it's a feeling of discovery. Trying to find the answers. Yes. But with the pain, it can have a passion about it. It can really drive people away and wedge um, their relationship with God. It really can. Because of what yeah. they go through. So what would you say to people that are listening who are going through pain or hurt or have experienced hurt and are now on the other side of that? <clears throat> yeah. And they might be going, man, where's God in all of that? Mm. What would you say? Um... I think I've learned to allow myself to experience God in new ways Mm -hmm. Um, because otherwise you can go through something like what we went through with Ryder and you just expect that that's how God operates when actually that's not the heart of God. The heart of God is not that people around you get sick. The heart of God is not that people around you die. Um, That's not who God is. God describes himself in the Bible as love. He is love. Yeah. and so then I think you need to have an understanding of that. Yeah. And then you have to be willing to experience something new. Yeah. Because essentially you can go through hurt, you can go through disappointment, you can go through trauma. Yeah. Um, and that starts to shape your whole perspective yeah. of who God is. Yeah. And really the only way to reshape that picture is to have a new experience. Um, and not to box God in. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's like one thing that you could do. What do you think? Yeah, I was thinking about how, you know, with you and I, like it's definitely not like you and I have had this perfect marriage or this perfect parenting journey, you know? Yeah. So we can't just go, oh, marriage is perfect. It's amazing. Yeah. And parenting's great and every day's good Mm -hmm. because that's not true. So you have these bad days. But bad days... The gap between the worst day and the best day, like that's actually where we live. Mm. So with God and with life, we can't just go, okay, I'm expecting that every day is going to be good and everything's going to be fine. Then hurt comes in and they go, whoa, whoa, what a surprise that is. Yeah. God, where are you? He's present in that. Yes. Like he's there the whole time. And when when you and I have bad days, have an argument, I'm like, oh, or go through the time with Ryder or different things we've been through, it enriches the marriage. Yes. Whether you caused it or I caused it or life caused it, it doesn't actually matter. When we come out the other side, we look and we go, oh man, like, it's like a knot in wood. Yeah. Like it adds texture and value it does, to yeah. the relationship. But if I'm committed to you and you to me, then what we go through can bring us together and enrich yes. our life's journey. Yeah. So then why don't we have that with God? Yeah. Because we're not like going, oh, everything with God's amazing and it's all cool and so hurt comes. We go, oh. And we distance ourselves from so God. So true. Yeah. Like as you know, sometimes it can be 
reactionary. Oh, yes. God, why? God, yes. where are you? Yes. Um, the why is hard. Someone once said to me, Levi, you know, there are some questions you won't know the answer to this side of eternity. And, and it's I a great, just so that's think, a great statement. That's a great statement. And I've, I've lived by that for about the last 10 years when I first heard it. But why don't we allow hurt and trauma and pain and drama to enrich mm. our relationship with God? Or to, or to push us closer towards God. Closer to Him. Oh, God, this is bizarre. I need you. Like something happened to me the other day. Got in the car and drove away from a meeting and I just cracked up because the, the meeting was a bit odd. <laughs> got in the car and I just laughed. I was like, God, you got me here for a reason. Yeah. Doing what we're doing, meeting with people, and, and we're here for it. And then I told you about the meeting and you're like, man, that's like far out. That's a big one. And I was like, yeah, it's big, but he's bigger. Yes. And I think that's, that can be cliched statements, but I think when you hit, when you believe that, because I just looked at him and I was like, yo, I'm going to need you Yeah. for this. I'm, like on this on this particular thing in life, I need God. But on this particular thing, man, I need you. And yeah. I felt like he was just like, yeah, yeah that's us. Yeah. Got you, don't worry about it. And not in so many words. Yeah. You get that feeling like he was he was close. But we can we can be faced with other challenges. Oh, yeah. We're forced away from God and I'm trying to find the answer somewhere. No, no, no. Good, bad, ugly. Go to God. Go to God. He's big enough and ugly enough. Yeah. Been around long enough. Yes. He's to older deal than, with our issues. Right? Like, He's to older deal than with our older. questions. Exactly. Yeah. He's like Treebeard. You yes. know, like on the Lord of the Rings, it's like this guy's like the wisest, yeah. slowest, oldest dude ever. And nothing surprises him. Yeah. Hey, can I, can, I, can I just have a chat? I need to talk to you about some stuff, you know? Yeah, I think it's that really good balance of... The statement that you said before, which was, we're not going to know all of the answers this side of eternity. Yeah. I think it's that really good balance of realizing that and being at peace with that, whilst also going to God, learning about him, pushing in, um, and then not giving up. Like, I think too many people give up on waiting for an answer. You know, there have been many questions I've had and I feel like for some of them, I haven't got that real kind of deep answer that I've needed um, for a long time. Yeah. It's taken time. And so I think if you're questioning and you're going through, um, you know, questioning your faith, then you have to be willing to take the time. You've yeah. got to be willing to walk the journey. Our faith, our, our faith journey is, is a journey. Yeah. It's not just this microwave you're going to get every answer you've got to be willing to walk the journey it's a relationship and you've got to let god speak you know you said something before that i love and i, and I know this to be true that in the family that you grew up in both with your mum and then when you moved in with your brother yeah and your nephews that there was a a questioning environment nothing's taboo nothing's taboo but then i grew up in an environment where um at home it was hard to talk about there were three things that were difficult to talk about Religion was one of them, and I, I love and appreciate my upbringing. However, religion was one of them. That was difficult. That was a difficult topic to bring up. Politics was one of them. Definitely, like who you voted for. Keep it. Just keep <laughs> yeah. it private. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then money was another one. And money was the least of the three, but money wasn't a topic that was we chatted about. Whereas I feel like that's all we chatted about. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I was also thinking too. We definitely need to do a podcast on money in the yeah. next, in the next like month or two. You yeah. know, just talk about talk about the money issues. Mm. You know. But if religion was taboo, politics taboo, money taboo, um, and then you had a, an environment that wasn't, do you think that there's a balance of both? Do you just think that 
we should be able to talk about anything. Mm. What would you say to people that feel like when they're doubting God, it's a topic they can't talk about? What would you say to leaders that yeah. are like trying to balance like, oh, people are coming to me with these things. And then as a leader, you feel like it's my fault that they're doubting their faith. Yeah, yeah. Is there a balance or is it just There's, like there should, think, shouldn't be anything that you couldn't talk about? Well, I think I think growing up, I have learned that there is a balance, mm-hmm. partly because I think if I let myself, uh, I could get too far into the questioning. What I mean by that is I think the Bible in Genesis talks about the tree of life and it was the tree of life or tree of knowledge. And I think sometimes humanity is too fervent about their desire for knowledge instead of their desire for life yeah and so i think it's really important that in in your heart you are desiring to know life and life is jesus yes so i think there is a balance for sure i think like i said before i think if you are continually running towards god in that search then it's okay in regard to leaders I think leaders, um, first of all, not need to take questions personally. Yeah, yeah. That's really important. I think that's really good. Yeah, because like you said, sometimes as a leader, you can have someone question their faith and you're leading that person and all of a sudden you start questioning your leadership. Like, whoa, do I not have depth? Have I not been, been sharing the right things? That's not the case. At the end of the day... Everybody has questions. So if they're asking you questions, you should be stoked about that because it means that you are creating an open environment. I couldn't agree with that And that's really, really important. And it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. I think if you're someone who may not be in a leadership position right now, but you're questioning, look for someone who you can talk to. Find someone who, who you feel isn't going to... Uh, you know judge you or come down on you for those questions because by questioning your faith you're going to strengthen your faith as long as you're running towards God and that is only a good thing and it's important it's so 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 important to find answers Um, but also you know what the internet is actually really amazing Mm -hmm. there's some pretty incredible websites out there with a lot of teachings I've got a little flip card thing you know you know those flip cards mm. on a key ring yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh, i know those well I love yeah those they're your favorite thing ever that what you put all your memory verses on mm-hmm. i've started putting on uh truths yeah i love so that. like um you know the number of prophecies that jesus fulfilled in the bible which is basically impossible and i'm ashamed because i can't remember i think <laughs> i can't remember the exact number i don't think there's an exact number it's kind of in between Was it like two thousand it's, I don't think it's 2000, but it's very high. Oh, yeah, okay. And um, I've got it on my, I don't should have had me. it with me. Yeah, don't quote us. Should have had it on with me. But I think having those kind of things, if you're that way inclined, then having truths that you remember so that when that doubt hits, you say, you know what, I actually already researched that and I know because I think in this generation and look I'm going to get a bit like spiritual but I feel oh, as though <laughs> philosophical yeah. spiritual well, but I think that people are very quick to believe that there's a God yeah people are actually quite open to that yeah but the Bible's very clear that in the end times and look I don't know what that means whether it's now or whether it's in a hundred years or whenever um it says in the end times there's going to be an antichrist spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's just this feeling like people are really open towards an idea of God because God is like, you know, that I, I don't know, it sounds kind of cool. Uh, but 
people find it a lot harder to believe in Jesus. And I think it's because it's such a personal thing. God became man. People don't want God to become a man. Yeah. People want God to be something that's distant, something that's not, doesn't know our business, isn't about our business. Mm. So I think people feel a bit uncomfortable with the idea that God could be a man. They, they kind of despise that idea and are like, no, like if God wouldn't come down and seat himself down here and hang out with us. But that's who God is. God wants to connect with us. Jesus wants to connect with us. And I think that that's the most beautiful and powerful message of Christianity is that God and all his greatness decided through his son to come down and connect with us, know our hurts, know the things that we go through, yeah. know our fears. Emmanuel. He is Emmanuel, God, God with us, us you yeah. know. Uh, and so I think that's the interesting times that we live in at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say a couple of things. Okay. Maybe as we begin to sort of head towards wrapping up. Yeah. And I'll ask you a question or two. Um, but I would like to say to anybody out there who is questioning your faith currently, got some questions, you're a bit unsure, and, and that scares you, uh, I would say don't give up. Mm. It's really important you hear that. I would say it's okay to have those fears and those doubts. That's fine. Don't worry about those. You'll find the answers as long as you don't give up. If you give up, your doubt has beaten you. Yes. If you give up, the questions that hang around in your mind, um, they've conquered you. But you're bigger than that. Day by day, just look to just find some answers. Nadia said a moment ago that the internet's an amazing thing. It is. Uh, It's got so many um, tools, so many tools that you can use to improve the amount of information that you have about what you believe. Mm. Uh, but if you're going through a tough time, that's emotional, hurt, grief, <clears throat> sorrow, trauma, don't give up. If you've got questions in your head, just don't give up. And I um, and I listened to a Judas Smith message just the other day and spent some time since I've listened to him. just love his preaching so much. And he talked about how he said, God's will for your life is that you would help people who are going through what you've been through. Yeah. And I just like, I couldn't disagree with that, you know, not that I was trying to. Because I believe that right now, if you're dealing with questions in your faith mm-hmm. and you don't give up and you overcome those, you're then the perfect person to help people 100%. who are going through those challenges. Yeah. You might be out there and you're like, oh man, I just tuned into this podcast just because, but I'm not questioning my faith. I've never done that. Great. That's amazing. But there's something that you have overcome or something mm-hmm. that you're good at that you can help other people with. Yes. But for those that are, overcome for yourself, but overcome for others. Mm-hmm. But my question for you, um, babe, as we kind of wrap up, is have you ever questioned your faith? Mm. And if you have questioned your faith, um, have you done anything over and above what you've already shared? Or would you just be reiterating what you've already said? And if so, that's great. But have you questioned your faith? And if you have, what have you done to get through the day, get through the week, get through the month, and, and pick your life back up? Yeah. I've definitely questioned my faith. Yeah, okay. That's the first I've heard, actually. Whatever. <laughs> Definitely questioned my faith. Yeah. Uh, like you, one of the biggest times that I questioned my faith was when I had to watch Ryder, you know, your son kind of just almost die yeah. many times. And you sit there going, hang on a minute. What's going on here? Yeah. Is is God real? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, which is funny because I remember saying that, or well, being on that topic with my brother the topic of, you know, going through something tricky and why that should question your faith. Mm. 
and I agree with him entirely. He he basically just said the Bible's very clear that we're all going to go through um, hard times. Yes. So why were you surprised? Yes. And why did that question your faith when he was good enough to give you a heads up about yeah, that? You know. And so looking yeah. back now, I think. Forewarning. You know, looking back now, I think oh, that's totally true. But in the moment, you, you know, you feel very weak. You feel weak-minded. People often say to me, "Oh, I bet you during that time you really." Um, your your faith was really strengthened. And I guess looking back, it was. But in the moment, far out, I was willing to give up Christianity real quick. In the aftermath, it can be strengthened. And for you, it was. But yeah. at the time... Yeah, and I think that's a word of encouragement for people yeah. because they can be in the middle of that questioning of their faith, Yeah, feel as though that's you know some awful moment, and it is an awful moment, but they can kind of look at it like doomsday but I look back now and I go, wow, that was a real strengthening of my faith. Um, to answer your question, what do I do on a regular basis? Uh, this will probably connect with the more pictorial kind of creative people who are listening. Um, I hope it connects with everybody. But to be honest, I I question my faith not every day, mm. certainly not. But I question it on an, on a regular basis. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, I think that would be a real surprise to people to I hear think that. so I, I think, think there'll so. be a lot of people be encouraged by that yeah and I think that's just me being really honest yeah my questioning doesn't mean that I sit there going I don't believe yeah I'm just always questioning everything and also too like the, the, the topic of conversation is question not doubt although we have used those words interchangeably they're not the same they're not yeah. the same thing no they're not the same so um, I do question things about my faith regularly yeah and I run into God in those moments and I look for answers mm. but for me uh, my faith boils down to some really simple things obviously that I've experienced God mm. so I can't deny that and yeah. that's my testimony I've had moments where I felt the tangible presence of God mm. and I can't look at those moments and say oh that was just you know the chemicals in my brain making something happening, mm, you know, mm, making mm. something happen. I just disagree with that. My spirit man on the inside is bigger and says that was a moment where spirit connected to spirit mm. and I recognize that and mm. I know that without a shadow of a doubt. So those moments are the moments that I look back on. But also I think about, you know, I'm getting ethereal here, but I think about really simple things like water not tasting like anything. Mm. That's that's a great design. Mm. Because imagine if it tasted like something and 40% of the world didn't like that taste. Yeah, right. That says to me, being a creative who creates things, that says to me that there's a grand designer behind something, yeah. behind everything. Because yeah. that, that doesn't just happen. Yeah. That the, the, the number two thing, there are two things that we need, but the number two thing that we need to exist doesn't taste like anything and actually the same with the first which is air doesn't taste like anything either yeah well yeah true and i just think about those things and i think that is that's designed yeah yeah that has been designed for us yes and then i i think about the colors i think about the fact that we've got many colors that we can see yeah a lot of animals don't and it's because god loves us yeah. he created us different yeah um we are not equal to everything else that's created on the earth. We are God's masterpiece. He yeah. created us as his masterpiece and he loves us. That's amazing. And I think about those things. When I look out at creation, 
I can't deny God. I remember going to um, Queenstown, New Zealand, and it was what's the name of the park? National the national park, yeah, Mount yeah. Mount Aspiring Mount Aspiring National, Aspiring national park. park. Got out of the car, and there was there was just a field around us of grass, and I thought, wow, this is a beautiful space, and it was that long, kind of tan grass. And then all of a sudden, I realized that kind of just all around me were these massive, massive mountains. And I looked up and the scale of them against me was just crazy. And in that moment, I just felt God was there. I've never felt God so strong before. Um, And I didn't feel like I was insignificant. I looked at it and I I thought, wow, God, you made this yeah for us to enjoy you know and i just thought that's i i can't help but believe when i see god's creation so cool <laughs> so that that's it for me i think there's a good balance of the of the mind where the you can get those questions um answered and then of just the heart where god wants to connect not just with your mind he wants to connect with your heart mm. but he wants to do both yeah yeah well, should I answer that question? Go the one it. I just asked you. Yes. And then I'd love to. I'd love to hear that. And then you close. Yeah. Give us some closing. Some closing thoughts. Oh, um, I need to think about it. Yeah, yeah, I like how these are just like chats, by the way. Some Nadia wisdom, just so everyone um, knows who was just listening to Nadia tell the story just then. She had her eyes closed, like legit, <laughs> was just in it. I just love that so much. Um, I totally spe- was. Speaking of eyes closed, when I have doubts. I go to sleep. Wow. Yeah, if I'm having a bad day, yeah, that's just got too many thoughts in my mind and I'm doubting things, or I'm really questioning stuff, I just really look forward to going to bed. Because um, when you go to sleep, there's peace. And sometimes in life it's hard to find that. And when you're overwhelmed by questions or I'm overwhelmed wow, by thoughts, cool. I just really look forward to going to sleep because it's over. Then I can wake up the next day, and because I'm a morning person, in the morning I have more energy, I'm clearer of thought, I can get some caffeine, and it's the right time to be drinking caffeine, and so then I can attack those thoughts again afresh. Wow. With a clear head. Uh, and so, you know, I'm not suggesting that you should sleep, although I think you should, but you should do whatever you do that gives you a clear head. Yeah. Clear yeah. head, clear heart. Yes. Um, you know, there's a um, my favorite TV show of all time is The West Wing, and there's this scene on it where um, the character is talking to the president. His name's Toby, and the president was shot, but the the guys who shot him were aiming for Charlie, his body man. He's a black guy. Yeah. And and they're like Toby's talking to the president. He's like president. You know, he's like, sir, I can't get over the fact that they tried to lynch him in front of our eyes. Yeah. The president's like, yeah, that's right, that's right. They tried to lynch him. And it was like just a powerful, weighty moment. And he says, sir, how have you got over that? Have you got past that fact? And he says, Toby, um, I wake up every day and I go to work. And I was just like, yeah, like I'm crying. Not right now, but whenever I watch it, I, I <laughs> you, cry. You basically cry in every episode of The West Wing. Even at inspiration, there it is. <laughs> and so I borrowed your brother's seven, seven CD or seven pack, all the series, all yeah, the CDs yeah, yeah. for years. I know, I know. When I just gave it back to him the other day. Um, but... And I think for me that really resonates with me because what he's saying is just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Don't stop. Don't give up. Wake up, go to work, go to sleep, rinse yeah. and repeat. 
Now that can be irritating because you're like, oh my gosh, my life's just the same. But there's power in routine. Mm -hmm. And within the parameters of your routine of life, you can find life's answers. Yeah. So if I'm having a bad day or a bad week, I just look forward to just finishing the day, closing it out and going to bed, get an early night. And then the next morning when my head is clear, my heart is open, I can have a coffee, hang out with the kids and go, okay, God, do you exist? Let's research that. Let's mm-hmm. hit a, like a Ravi Zacharias podcast. Oh my let's gosh, see him Ravi Zacharias all day. Some universities. Let's let's read a good book. Yeah, um, that's a great podcast, by the way, or just something to tune into is Ravi Zacharias. Yeah, I think it's, I think are, it's RZIM, Ravi Zacharias International yeah, Ministries. Yeah. I think he's, he's epic. You know, and I just and I just look forward to just being my being at my best physically. Yeah. And emotionally, <clears> to <throat> then to then attack the real questions. Because we're not talking about trivial stuff. No. Will the Lakers make the playoffs? Yeah. You know, who cares? Will the Raptors make the playoffs? Yes, yeah. Danny, they will. They'll be the number one seed. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? You got to. So these then are I, big. These so are, then I yeah. want to have a clear head. So I just, I'm just like, man, I can't wait to get to sleep. Man, that's to put a great these thoughts thought. to rest, and then yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come again fresh. Amazing. The next morning. Yeah, I think in closing, um, off the top of my head, my thoughts are these: uh, if you're questioning. And you've got to the point that you are now stale in your faith because you've given up. Do something to rekindle it because your faith is not worth giving up on just because you're too lazy to find the answers. Yeah, right. (laughs) Find the answers because faith, your faith in God, your faith in Jesus is worth it. Search the answers and then be someone who can help others who have questions. Yeah. Um. I think for those who are listening and you're strong in your faith, continue to get stronger. Oh, man, you're, you, continue you, you, to get deeper. Sorry, can I just say, if you are strong in your faith and you are getting deeper, mm. we need you. We need you. The world yeah. needs you to yeah. be strong and continue to be strong. 100%. There's a massive questions. There's a big, there are big questions out there that need to be answered, and we need more people answering those questions or yeah. being available to have the conversation. Yeah. Uh, if you're a leader... Be open to those conversations. Let people ask the questions. Create an environment where people can come to you and ask questions of faith and not be shunned, not be put to the side, not be um, doubted about, but actually embraced, pulled closer, and then um, have those conversations in your home, sitting down on a couch, talk it out, talk it through. It's really cool. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, for those who are questioning, it's okay. It's okay to question. It's okay to have doubts every now and then. The answer is not to run away. The answer is to run to God because he is big and bad enough to answer your questions. And at the end of the day, you come back to the Bible and everything is explained. Science does not come against the Bible. Mm -hmm. History does not come against the Bible. The Bible explains everything. And so God is not afraid of your questions. Yeah. You can you can go to him. Can I just say that when we do these talks, mm. I'm always amazed at the wisdom that you provide. <laughs> I love you so much. Thanks for being the best. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Um, pray that you are blessed by this podcast. And uh, that's actually what the closing is going to say as well. But we're just so stoked that you guys are tuning in. We really enjoy having chats where we can talk about the real things. 
uh, real conversations about real life issues uh, and bring God into the equation. So yeah. Next few grateful. weeks, what are we going to hit? We're going to hit. Yeah, we're going to hit mental health, mental health, social media, yeah, empowering leadership. Yeah. Got to talk about the church. Going to talk about the church. Mm-hmm. Church, church, man, holy church. All right. Well, we love you guys. Love be you blessed friends. this week, and uh, we'll we'll be tuning in with you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Life Chats with Levi and Nadia. If you enjoyed today, make sure that you tell your friends about it, let them know, maybe hit that button and give us a rating. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you subscribe to our channel? Thanks so much. Have a blessed week.